Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray and I talk all about Monday Night Raw, especially the MVP of Monday Night Raw. That's Rhea Ripley member of the Judgment Day, along with Dominic. And are we going to see Dominic drop the Mysterio? Also, C.J. Perry, formerly Lana, joins us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I thought the show opened up strong. I like the Judgment Day. I like all of the heat that Dominic Mysterio is getting. I like the match that they rolled into between Carl and Finn, I loved what they were able to do with Rhea toward the end of the match, making Rhea look like an absolute monster out there. Dare I say, China esque in her in her manhandling of uh, of of Gallows yes. by pushing him into the ring post, by body slamming him, um, and then even in the uh, even in the backstage a little bit later on, we saw Gallows, you know, telling the guys in the OC, "Don't worry, I know how to take care of this woman." And he comes back selling his nuts because she kicked him, you know, because she kicked him in the nuts again. Um, so, as far as the opening segment was concerned, I, I really enjoyed it. The, the match was good. You're not going to get a bad match out of Carl and Finn. The storytelling was good. The progression was good. The character development was good. And after listening to Dom talk last night, here's one of the first questions I want to throw out to the nation this morning, Dave. After hearing Dom talk last night, I'm saying to myself, wouldn't it be monster heat for Dominic to renounce, drop, get rid of the Mysterio last name? Like, there can be nothing more insulting to Rey Mysterio. And I know Rey's on SmackDown right now, and Dom really can't say it to his face, but it, that really doesn't matter. There would be nothing more insulting to the family than for Dom to say that he is disgusted by this last name. He's disgusted with ever being associated with his father. He's disgusted um, with, with, with the with, with the 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 history and the lineage that comes with that Mysterio name. I no longer want to be known as Dominic Mysterio. I now want to be known as, and then here's where the question is. Does Dominic just refer to himself as Dominic? Or does he adopt 
Rhea Ripley's last name. Because Rhea is pulling the strings when it comes to Dom. And could you imagine if Rhea could convince Dom to take her last name? You think that'd be heat, Dave? Yes, that would be heat. First of all, Dom's getting probably more heat than anybody right now on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I love it. I love the idea. I love the question from the nation, like what last name, if any, should he adapt? And should he drop that Mysterio name? Which I definitely think he should. And the Judgment Day is the best thing, in my opinion, the best thing that's going on on Monday Night Raw right now. And I think Rhea Ripley's the MVP of Monday Night Raw. We kind of like giving that. You know, we always talked about at one point it was Sheamus and one point it was Riddle. I think right now Rio Ripley is one of the big reasons to tune into Monday Night Raw on Monday nights. And just a couple of months ago, we were very concerned about the Judgment Day because Edge wasn't around. But yeah. they have really taken steps forward every single week. And it's crazy because, like, it's almost as if Finn and Priest are they're not getting lost, but they've definitely taken a back seat to Rhea and Dom, but, but not really, not far in the back seat, just maybe one step behind. So I, I'm liking what they're doing. The group is getting heat. Dom is getting tons of heat. Dom is getting better and better out there. I, I see people on social media dogging him. There, you have no reason, no right to be bagging and dogging Dom Mysterio. There is definitive steps taken every single time he goes out there, whether it's with his poise, whether it's with his verbiage, whether it's with his uh, moves, anything that he's doing out there, he's constantly getting better. Yeah, and and I agree with you about Rhea. We were concerned about Rhea, and I know we took a lot of phone calls about they wanted Rhea Ripley to be in the main event when it came to that women's championship. I actually think right now if Rhea were to end this Judgment Day storyline and then move on to the women's division as far as going after that championship, it would actually be taking a step down. I think what she's doing with the Judgment Day is far more interesting, Bully, than what's going on with that Raw Women's Championship right now. Without a doubt, it's not even close. Um, I, I want to be into Bianca Belair and the Raw Women's Championship much more than I am. I'm just not a huge fan of who Bianca Belair is facing right now in damage control. Since the day damage control has been put together, I don't think me or you have really been into the act. I didn't think last night was a horrible night for them. I did like them, you know, kind of ganging up and beating the crap out of, uh, of Candace last night in that backstage. I liked them knocking out the cameraman and the camera falling down. I thought that was better than the stuff that I've seen from them before. It was it was a step in the right direction. I still I don't know like and and maybe the the nation can help us with this at least for me. It just feels like a little uninspired. It still doesn't really resonate with me at all. And I don't think it's really resonating with the live audience that comes to Monday Night Raw bully. When you look at that main event, that's Bailey and Bianca Belair in the ring in a main event match on Monday Night Raw. And again, you could hear a pin drop in that arena. Like you said it last week where you're like, man, I almost feel like it's hurting Bianca Belair. Last night, I felt like it did hurt Bianca Belair. There were times where Bianca was chasing the hug of that Charlotte crowd last night in North Carolina, and they weren't really responding to Bianca Belair. 
Um, I, 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 and I can understand why, and it's nothing against Bianca. She's trying. I actually feel like this has really been a test for her as a champion, but I just don't think anybody's buying in to damage control right now, Bully. One of the worst things that can happen to a babyface performer is having to ask for approval from the audience. And and that's what's called chasing the hug. When you actually have to make eye contact with the audience, we have to encourage them to clap or pound their feet or scream or get behind you. You don't want to have to do that. You just want them to do it. You'll never see a Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Rock do that. Baby faces who have truly reached any level of success never have to, you know, chase the hug. Now, Bianca's situation last night, you're encouraging the people to respond and they're still not responding. Not a good position for a baby face to be in. Any baby face, not just Bianca Belair. Because here's, here's quintessential chasing the hug. Hulk Hogan pointing towards the audience and asking, should I pose for you? Or Hulk Hogan, you know, doing the ear cup to the audience. That's what chasing the hug looks like. But that was a part of his shtick. And it was also after the match. He usually did that after the match was over. Sure. What we see a lot today is wrestlers do a move and then pop up as if, okay, now it's your, now it's your turn as the audience to clap for me or show me your approval for that move. That's chasing the hug. You never want to do that. A lot of times we see in tag team wrestling, when there's a hot tag, the guy on the apron will like encourage the fans to cheer or say, come on, you don't want to do that. As the guy on the apron, you want to cheer and encourage your partner on. Thus, the people will live vicariously through you and they'll start cheering anyway. Don't ask the people to respond how you want them to respond. Make them respond how you want them to respond. Yeah, and and, and what do you think it is? Because Bianca is one of the most popular wrestlers in the wwe bully i mean bianca is that next level talent for the wwe why do you think we're getting this it's not just this week it seems strength to be a of trend opponent right now yeah i think you're right but that's it's bailey the, it, it's that's it's bailey not about it's not about it's not about bailey or eo or dakota and i really shouldn't even say eo and Dakota in the same breath as Bailey, because I don't look at those two women in, in the same way I look at Bailey. I believe Bailey is considerably better than EO and Dakota. And why, why wouldn't she be? She's been around a lot longer. She's got a lot more polish. She's worked with considerably better talents than the other two have. Okay. But people are just not into damage control right now. And they don't, care about damage control and if they don't care they're not going to care if the baby face beats them up it's just kind of like okay fine yeah we get it move on damage control doesn't have a shitload of heat and if the devil ain't got no heat jesus can't blow a comeback this is why strong heels are so important damage control can be pushed as this heel faction that's great but if people don't care and hate them, they're not going to care or hate who beats them up. And last night, they're really not caring about Bianca beating them up. And, and that and there, there lies the problem. Yeah. 
it's kind of like in reverse with Ali last night. We got a babyface Ali versus um, Austin Theory, right? Yep. They're starting to care less about Austin Theory also as a heel. Because it seems like it seems like since Vince has left, Austin's been cooled off a bit. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt that he's gotten cooled off over the last two months. So th- these are the responses that I can hear or actually don't hear when certain talents are out. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. I love the chemistry between him and Rhea Ripley. I've been putting Dominic over for the past couple of weeks, not because I have to, but because he's earned it in my eyes. As I've said, I've seen him get better and better. I love the relationship with Rhea. I love Rhea constantly being in his ear. We saw him, I mean, listen, taking shots at Eddie Guerrero will always get you heat. And he's saying that, you know, Eddie Guerrero was Dominic Mysterio's, um, that was the Dominic Mysterio of his generation. Getting back to the name thing. I know they they did the, the angle years ago, Dave, with Eddie possibly being, you know, uh, Dom's dad. What yeah. about Dominic taking the Guerrero last name Woo-hoo. over the Mysterio last name? Oh my gosh, that would get heat. I mean, that would, that's taking it to another level. But would you rather see him if you had the pencil and you're, and you're trying to book some great heat for Dominic where he, he, he drops the Mysterio name. Would you like to see him just go by Dom? Would you like him to see go by Dom Guerrero? <clears throat> or Dominic Ripley. I I don't like the Dominic Ripley so much because I think it's more like there's such sexual tension between those two. Um but the Guerrero one is like that would be next level heat for Dominic if he did that. To drop the Mysterio name. Wow. I mean that would be that would be something. But but again this is what you love as like this is like we had this discussion last week bully and I think Dominic is an example of it. And then when we get in later on about Baron Corbin is another example of it. Like these are guys that are doing everything they can to get you to hate them in a good way. Right. You know, so you go and buy a ticket to boo them. 
and they get so much of this like, oh, they make me want to turn off the TV. Like, Dominic, he sounds terrible. It's a, he sounds like a robot. It's it's so wooden. I, I don't know why how people are saying this. I think Dominic is, from his verbiage to his facial expressions to everything, I think he's been, at, I think he's been knocking it out of the park. I think he's actually doing much better on the microphone than most of the other people that are a part of Monday Night Raw that have been doing it for years. Yeah, well, I don't want to get into the conversation about these social media dorks who hate just for the sake of hating. If there was anybody who would be critical of a performer's uh, performance out there, it would be me. All yeah. I see Dominic doing is taking steps forward out there. As we're talking about this, another thought came in. We've seen Dom's mom and we've seen Dom's sister involved yes. in storylines before. Do, do sister and mom get involved? Does does the mom get involved to try to talk sense into Dom? And Tom says, I'm embarrassed that I even came out of you. Why not? You know, we saw you're going to do it. You might as well do it. Right. Because because bully, we talked about this with 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 Rey Mysterio's daughter. Like there was that whole storyline with her. But you are kind of limited to what you can do because she was never going to actually get into the ring and wrestle. Now you have Dom that can. So there's so many different possibilities. So if you did it a few years ago with the sister, why not do it with Dom? And I kind of like the fact that Ray is on a completely different brand than he's on SmackDown. So this is the perfect time to introduce new characters into the story because ultimately Ray is going to come back. So when that happens, what let this let this breathe a little bit. Let this let this continue. And I actually think, Bully, that Judgment Day has been doing much better without Ray involved and with, without even Edge involved. I think they relied a little bit too much on Edge and too much on Ray. They've been doing it on their own for the last few weeks, and I think it's been working. A lot of people at first were, why the hell would they move Ray Mysterio over to SmackDown in the middle of this angle? Uh, on the surface, I could totally understand where people were coming from, but to go down deeper, the best thing for this angle is to get Ray away from it. Because every single week that Dom is out there, you have to have Ray involved. Ray is not going to just sit there and allow his, his son to just get away with everything that he's getting away with. Thus, we see Ray going to Triple H and saying, I can't even be here anymore. I'm retiring. I'm getting the hell out of here. And Triple H talking some sense into him and said, no, hang out on SmackDown. Keeps Ray, obviously, within the company, which we want to see Ray still performing, but allows Dom to be doing his own thing on Raw without the shadow of Rey Mysterio looming. Because as small as Rey is, he's going to cast a huge shadow over his son at all times. It now allows Dominic to grow and breathe and come into his character without Ray breathing down his neck at all times. And, and you know, this bully wrestling's all about chemistry, not only in the ring, but on the microphone as well. Rhea Ripley, I think right now is doing the best work of her career. And this is somebody who is in a main event match against Charlotte at WrestleMania. Like this, this work that she's doing, this is so custom made for the WWE because it's not just about what you can do in the ring as a wrestler, but how you can perform as a character and a personality. And Rhea's doing both right now. And Bully, for her to get physical with somebody like, like Gallows, like she did last night, Gallows is a big boy. 
And Rio was able to scoop him up and body slam him last night. You've been somebody that for years on this show has been talking about, let's do a little bit more intergender wrestling. You're, we talked about, hell, I'd love to see Charlotte in the ring with Seth Rollins. Right now, after seeing the physicality that Rhea was able to do, why not have Rhea Ripley in a match with Carl Anderson? I'll buy in. Actually, I actually, I actually think Rhea would beat Carl Anderson in a match on Monday Night Raw. Now is the perfect time to go there, Bully. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that quite yet, but I'd love to see the build. And I think that they would have to build this up in a way where Rhea was taking it to a lot of the men where eventually the match would be justified to have. But the heel woman up against the babyface man, eh, it's a weird dynamic. You really, you really need possibly another woman to step into that spot and beat the crap out of Rhea Ripley. Who that woman is, I I don't know. Don't even want to get into it yet. Um, But I'm not quite sure that having heel Rhea works in that. A babyface woman, yes, it's it's a weird dynamic. It is a weird dynamic. I, I, I can totally see where you're coming from because listen last night when 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 um Rhea scooped up you know uh, uh gallows and slammed him the crowd popped one of the few times last night that the crowd actually popped so if there is a match between those two a baby face Carl Anderson and a heel Rhea Ripley Rhea Ripley would definitely get the baby face reaction you're absolutely right and one of the things that the WWE used to do back in the day very well was listen to their audience. I think the WWE has gotten away from that significantly in years. Hopefully with Hunter there, they're going to get back to that. Now you can't just start listening overnight. Actually, you can start listening overnight, but you can't start implementing Mm -hmm. overnight. Sometimes you have to let the things play out. Storylines have to end. New storylines have to begin. I think this is an area where AEW does a bit of a better job where they listen to what their audience wants, very much like ECW used to do back in the day. Maybe a little too much sometimes, but... And that's exactly what my next comment was going to be. Sometimes I believe they listen to their fan base a little bit too much. Uh, So you got to try to find that happy medium. If I'm the WWE and and I'm listening last night and I hear how they're responding to Rhea Ripley, you know, beating up, uh, you know, Gallows. I, I, I need to take notice of that. But I wouldn't have Rhea Ripley body slamming guys anymore. I would have her doing scummy things to them, clotheslining them in the back of the head, pushing them into the post, things that are not going to get cheered. Because even if you hate Rhea Ripley and you see Rhea Ripley slam a 300-pound man, you're going to pop for it. It's just human nature. You're not going to be, oh, I hate her because she slammed gallows. No. Look at how the NXT crowd treated her a couple weeks ago. They wanted to love her to death. I know. She was in there with one of the biggest baby faces on NXT and Roxanne Perez, but they were all about Rhea Ripley. So keep an ear open for her, but be very careful about the physicality because you have her slamming guys every single week. You know what will happen to her overnight, right, Dave? Uh, she's going to be the biggest baby face on the roster. 
There you go. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Surreal Life on VH1 started last night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Mondays. And we got to ask her about that. And we will. And we have to first welcome in CJ. CJ, how are you this morning? And thanks for the time. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you guys. I don't think I've ever said this to any of the ladies who have joined us on the show before, but you look ridiculously hot this morning. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to get so much heat with Rusev, but by the time the next time I see him, who cares? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Subscribe to cjperry.com. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, re, uh, make sure you subscribe to cjperry.com. So, CJ, we've had you on uh, not too long ago. So how is how is life outside of pro wrestling for you? It's It's been a journey, but it's been a lot of fun, like surreal life was pretty much the craziest experience I ever had, which says a lot, especially after you've worked in wrestling. (laughs) Um, And it's crazier than any road experience I ever had. So that says a lot. Um, And yeah, the last, I guess it's been like 16 months has been an amazing journey of kind of working on my own mental health, emotional health. Um, I think on the road, we get so busy and we just go, 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 go. And for me, just sitting with myself and trying to be present wasn't something I did a lot of. So that's been really interesting. And getting up early has been a crazy transition for me because on the road, we're so used to that night schedule and that night schedule it's just more like my, my kind of, I'm a night owl. So I really have transitioned to waking up at 5.30, 6 a.m. every day. And that's been a really, you know, like changed my life, to be honest. Just having a schedule, a calendar, a little bit of normality, which not too much. But I'm focusing on a lot of things that I had put on pause for so long. CJ, so. You, just, you just talked about uh, taking time for yourself and your mental health. How big of a toll does the world of pro wrestling and sports entertainment take on you and your mental health, your specific situation? 
Yeah. I mean, I think not just pro wrestling, but entertainment as a whole, you know, if it's Hollywood, if it's social media, if it's wrestling, we're, we're put in an environment that it's always a competition. It's always comparing to each other. It's always only so many spots. And so I, I feel like I had to really stop and really focus on, okay, let me work on my mental health. Like I go out to the gym, you know, and so much of a self-discipline is so much of, of creating these patterns and these habits in our life that is going to help us be the most successful person as and healthiest person as possible. And yeah, I mean, definitely on the wrestling, I felt like I would always be comparing myself to everyone. And then it always would make me feel like I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to be champion. I'm not pretty enough to do this. I'm not young enough to do this or too old to do that or to get, you know, always, always something not enough. And it's, it, you'll drive yourself crazy in show business being that way. And you really have to establish tools for yourself that help you maintain your sanity and also health. And so that's been like a big focus on in the last year. And it's a journey for sure. Cause all these ups and downs, you know, what do you do when you get a no, what happens when you're not the headlining main event headlining story? Um, what happens when you're auditioning for things and constantly getting rejection? Like, how do you find your self-worth and happiness? Because it's so easy to be just defined by your jobs or your stories or that high that we get when we're out there. And um, yeah, it's it's been it's been definitely a journey, and, but I'm very thankful for it and just constantly establishing more and more tools to help me be happy and also healthy. Um, the surreal life uh, started. The premiere was last night, Monday night. Uh, crazy cast of characters. You said crazy, crazy cast of characters. Like, so what was it like being in front of all these different personalities? Oh gosh, it was, it was insane. It was truly insane. I, when we did media last week for them and they were like, okay, one of the taglines is a celebrity social media, uh, a celebrity social experiment. And I was blown away because I'm like, yeah, you guys missed on telling us about the social experiment part. And that's really what it was. It was all these different walks of life, all the people from different walks of life, different races, different religions, different life experiences and putting it in one house with no doors and where we're sharing literally rooms with people. And it's definitely challenging, especially when there's cameras literally everywhere. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was wild. I mean, I grew up in a family that was very conservative and very um, strict. So I wasn't even allowed to watch porn. Like we were taught not that your parents just give you porn, but like we were like <laughs> we were we were taught like it's this sin, it's so bad, like save yourself for marriage, save your first kiss for marriage, super strict. And so then being put in a house with Stormy Daniels, who's a porn star, and really normalizes it and talks about it openly and just honestly normalizing it and talking about how there needs to be regulations even within the porn industry it's just immediately I'm like I felt so awkward like uncomfortable and you know that's what makes good tv 
CJ, I don't know. If, can, can you see Dave LaGreca right now? His face is turning red. He's pursing his lips because you're talking about porn and the 12-year-old little boy inside of him just wants to bust out laughing because you're talking about adult entertainment. Right, Dave? No, I mean, listen. I, you know, it's always an interesting topic of, of discussion. There's no doubt. All right. So, you know, looking at this cast and you mentioned, you know, Stormy Daniels, you know, adult entertainment star. Hey, let's be honest here. Cause the, you know, cause we're going to see this develop over the next few weeks. Who's the pain in the ass. Who's the one that surprised you. Who's the one that disappointed you. I sh- I'm sure there's gotta be the one that's like, Oh, you know, that when they walk in the room, you're like, Oh, <laughs> Or you're going to have to tune in to see okay. all the TV. All right. um, don't want to give too many spoilers. So Monday at 9 p.m. on VH1. It's going to definitely continue. Um, I was actually shocked to see how funny the episodes were. There were two episodes that aired yesterday because there was a lot of drama on the show that I'm curious if it's going to make the the show or not, because the production kept on telling us this is a comedy, guys. This isn't love and hip hop. This is a comedy. This is not a drama reality show. So um, and it definitely is funny and super entertaining. And when I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a comedy. Um, But I got along with everyone. I mean, of course, there's a couple moments that I had with Dennis Rodman. And so you guys will have to see. Okay. Yes. Um, but everyone, I really got to know everyone. I mean, Dennis Rodman, even, you know, we, we definitely had our differences, but at the same time, I have so much respect for him. And I really do look up to him because he retired at 36 years old. And so that was kind of our, um, connection that we had, especially him being a uh, wrestling and him being like, Hey, you got to hang up the boots. And I didn't like that because I'm like, what are you talking about Dennis? Like you've been, you're still shooting the shot. (laughs) Um, but I found it kind of inspiring that how much he's evolved over the years. And he was super famous in basketball, but he just kept being relevant and kept evolving. And I think there's so much that, um, we can learn from as entertainers. Not everyone's going to be the Denzel Washingtons and the Meryl Streets and the Jennifer Lawrences who just do one thing or the undertakers, you know, a lot of us have to evolve to stay in show business. And so that was really inspiring. And, um, also finding out so many different things about him that I'm like, Whoa, okay. I understand why you're the way you are. And also with Tamar, like she blew my mind totally blew my mind. And even watching her yesterday on the show, she was my roommate. She really openly talks about mental health and bringing awareness of it and normalizing it. And it was because of her that I really started to focus on my mental health and really understand, okay, I don't have to settle for these habits. I don't have to settle for these behaviors. I just need to find these tools to help me be the best version of myself. So that was really cool. And everyone, August, like August's story is insane. So insane. It's like, whoa, you have a crazy life. Um, and you're not just like this headline that entanglement, you know, you're actually a real person. And why, like, what caused you to even get to that situation? A lot of times if we look at people's lives, things that happen or choices that they do that we often really quickly judge because of the headline, if we were put in that situation, we might do something similar. So that's what really, I I feel like I really learned on the show. CJ, you talked about hanging up the boots. You haven't been in the ring for a while. Do you miss it? Oh my God, of course. I mean, you know, there's nothing like it. 
It's but what the, do you miss most about it? I definitely miss the live crowd for sure, because still doing um, storytelling in the scripted space, if it's either on the production side of doing stuff or in front of it or social media, it's, it's all storytelling. It's all entertainment. But the biggest difference is the live crowd, like the fans. There's nothing like our, our fans. They're just so passionate. And I, I love that. I love their love and their hate, like very rarely are they neutral. And I just, I miss it. And yeah, just that connection. I, I really, really miss the connection that I have with the fans and the live audience and performing in front of them. The girls, I mean, there's so many things I could go down a long list. Um, the culture, I know it's like, you have a love hate relationship with the culture, you know, it's like, Oh my God. But at the same time you crave it. And same with the people, you know, it's your dysfunctional family. <laughs> when you look at it now, cause you were a part of the WWE for so long. And then you look at your husband now, a part of AEW, the crowds are, are, are different. It's a different crowd that goes to see AEW as opposed to WWE. Which one would you prefer? Like, do you look at AEW and say, man, I'd, I'd really love to be a part of that. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> oh God, that's a hard question. I feel I would love to do AEW because um, it's, you know, the hardcore fans watch AEW. It's not all the commercial fans that mm. the casual fan. And um, of course to be with my husband and there's so many people over there that I love and miss, you know, if it's Renee, Paige, Goldust, um, and to experience a different promotion for sure. But WWE, I mean, I love the storytelling when it comes to like the soap opera part, which I feel AEW really focuses more on the wrestling and more on the matches and the sports part of it all. While WWE focuses on the sports part, on the wrestling, and then also the soap opera stories, the entertainment and the relationship stories. And I love relationship stories. You know, that's what I watch on scripted television. If it's Scandal, if it's um, Grey's Anatomy, I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy after 17 years. So um, yeah, that's what I love about what WWE does with a lot of stories is they resolve their soap opera in the ring, all the conflict, you know? Talking right, about so, conflict, CJ. Um, wait, hold up, Bully, back- hold up, Bully, hold on one second. You did a great job describing both shows, but you didn't answer my question. Which one would you prefer? I can't answer that. I haven't been to AEW. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Go ahead, Bully. I'm sorry. Well, I just wanted to go back to the surreal life for a second. You talked about conflict. You were talking about Dennis Rodman. Uh, The differences that you had with him, genuine, genuine personality clash or situational things that the show put you in? Um. Oh, well, I mean, the show's always putting you in things, but it's just the backdrop of it all. Um, no, it was definitely, there's a situation that happened. I mean, he's, he, Dennis Rodman is Dennis Rodman. Like he lives up to all the hype. He lives up to all the opinions that anyone would have of him. And at the same time, I'm, I'm a strong believer. He knows what he's doing and he knows reality television. Um, he has a lot of wisdom to give. So there was, I would hang out a lot with him. Also, we were one of the only two drinkers on the show. Like there were three people completely sober, which I was like, 
this are weird, um, not in a mean way, but we'll respect, but also wow. Um, and then Tamar and um, August would just drink a little bit, like a beer. So really the people that were drinking liquor was Josephine and Dennis. So we definitely ended up having a bond of just spending time together, do you know, drinking more, talking about wrestling. And I think some things might have to do with like a generational difference a little bit of how we look at stuff. It's like, no, you don't just have to retire at 35 because your generation did that. You know, like we have, we're evolving and changing. So that was a little bit of a pushback, but then there was actually a specific situation that happened that I don't want to give it away. You guys will legit have to watch um, that. It really bothered me. And I was like, that's not cool. Um, so you have to stay tuned. And again, that's the surreal life on VH1 Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time. One thing I do want to say, CJ, selfishly as a fan, I hope you do come back to wrestling, whether it's in the world of the WWE or AEW with your husband, which would be an amazing dynamic. Because I actually think we missed that as fans, the dynamic that you two had together on screen. Because we've seen in the history of pro wrestling where that that's not always the case, where husband and husbands and wives don't have that on-screen chemistry you two definitely did so i i hope you do come back to the world of wrestling i hope so too i'm i miss it so much for sure and even yesterday they showed a whole package of wrestling and with with miro and i'm like oh my god i miss it i miss it so much how is he enjoying his time in aew um i mean he wants to be champion so he's not going to be happy until he's champion i'm just going to leave it at that So, and rightfully so. I mean, he, he always goes, if I got in a real fight with these people, I would destroy them and crush them. And that is very valid. So, uh, (laughs) period. One of the things that I've been critical on, on this show is I don't think they use Miro nearly as much as they should be using him. And his character is so believable so credible. He's such an accomplished worker. He's got fantastic psychology. Why do you think um, somebody with as much talent as your husband is used as sporadically as he is? Oh, God, we're, gosh, I have a lot of opinions about this. I definitely, he, you know, Tony Khan has a vision. At the end of the day, like, let's just really, you know, if it's 100% real, I think there's this illusion at AEW that the talent booked the show, you know, the talent basically, you know, that was, that was definitely like the conversation, like, oh, you go there, you're going to basically become whatever you're made of. But at the end of the day, he's booking the show. It's really no different than WWE. It's just a different director and a different person's point of view. It's like comparing NBC to HBO. And, but at the end of the end of the day, you still have the exact, he's going to make that final call. And that's what it is. Like Tony Khan has, he has his favorites and he's going to push the favorites, just like Vince would push his favorites, just like Hunter's going to push his people and it's show business. It's nothing personal. It just is what it is. And I don't know. I think my husband's incredible. Um, I feel Vince really valued him in that way and saw that um they hit heads a lot of times towards the end on creative differences vince really wanted him as a villain and miro wanted to explore this new world um 
again, I just take it like I do Hollywood, like it's casting, it's the director, it's the showrunner. And at the end of the day, we're hired talent. So, you know, if you really don't like the person that you're working for, then go start your own wrestling promotion. See how that goes for you. Wow. So CJ, I know you got to go. You're doing a lot of media today. Uh, We appreciate uh, you taking the time out. Congratulations. Uh, Good luck with Surreal Life again, VH1, each and every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And I don't know, hoping and hoping, maybe that one little piece, boy, that you talked about that might be missing is CJ coming back with her husband. I'm going to just throw it out there. Uh, But CJ, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.